0: Today, Shir in Yerushalayim Sanhedrin is dedicated to the memory of Pesach Gershen ben Yisroel Fish Oliva Sholem and for a Rufu Shlema for Yosef Yisroel ben Zelda Besoch Shar Chole Yisroel We are beginning in the Osevahader edition on Daf Lamid Amid Beis three lines from the bottom of the Amid with the third last word Chele Derav. In the Vilna edition, it is on Daf Chaf Hey Amid Aleph. Before we begin. The Gomorrah, we have to remind ourselves of the machlikis between Rav and Rabychron that we had earlier on this Ahmed. The opinion of Rav is that if two Adam one cut says differently than the other cut, in a supplementary Indian for example, both groups of Adam agree that a loan took place, that the Malva lent the loiva money. But there is a discrepancy that one cut says that he lent him the money taking it out of a purse and the other cut says that he lent him the money taking it out from a wad of bills. So Rav holds that since they're both moideh that alone took place, we concentrate on that part of the atis and we don't concentrate on the other part even though there is a discrepancy between the two groups of Adam. Although by the one versus one of the Adam, as we learned in the Mishnah, that's a hakash, and we'll see this point later in the Gemara. Now, what's the difference between a cut of Adam, two Adam, and one aid? The difference is that even if we say that one of the groups is lying, but we can rely on the second group, we're not going to say that both groups are saying a lie. So we have always a cut to depend on. And we concentrate, as we said, on the iker part of the adis, that alone took place or a murder took place. However, if it's one against one, so then we only have to rely on one A that he's saying the truth. And for Dina Mominus or Dina Nefashis, you need two him. So that's why Rav would agree that the adis is bottle. And there was no loan that took place based on what the Adam are saying. There was no murder that took place based on what the Adam are saying. That's a sheet of Rav. Rabbi Eichlund disagrees, and Rabbi Yoichven says that the supplementary question, even by two groups of Adim, is part of the actual Adis, And therefore, if there's a contradiction between the two Kate Eidim, we say, we say, And we don't trust either of them. We throw out the whole case because there's a discrepancy in the main part of the Adis which includes the supplementary point. Did he lend him the money from a wad of bills or did he lend him the money taking it out from a purse? And now the Gemara says that Rav has a proof from a Mishnah in Yevonis. Chele, the Rav, the strength and the proof of Rav, from this which we learned to Yavam, over there, Rab Rab Shimon, I'm and Rab Shimon say, since both women agree that their husband is dead, they're allowed to get married. Now let us see how the Carbonate explains it, and then we'll see in more length how the Pnei Moshe explains it. And this carbonate is six lines from the bottom of the Yomon. Divriyam Askel Chele de Rav. Khoichoi, the strength, virayose, and the proof, the Rav, mehad his son from that which we learned in the mission in Yavamis, Perichah Yishishalam. Shted Soros Habois from Dinas Yam, two women who were married to one husband. Each one is a tsura, that's their name, a of the other one. And they came from a trip to Medina Sayyam. One says that the husband died. No one killed him, but he died. And one of the two women says he was killed. They say, since they're both in agreement, that he's no longer living. They're both allowed to get married based on what they are telling the best. Shmami, know, What do we see from this? Says Rav. Even though there is a discrepancy in the story of each one, because one said he died and one said he was killed. Since the discrepancy is not in the main part of the Adis, which is that he is no longer living. The Adis is not nullified and we say that one of the Eidim is believed. Now here we have a very difficult question, which the pnei moishu will address. We just said before in the to the shir that Rav is moided to Rabbi That if you have one group of Eidim, and one of the Eidim is matkesh the other aid, there is a akasha between the two Eidim, Then Rav is also moided, since we only have one aid to rely on, even though. One of them is saying the truth, but there's only one aid. That's different than if you're lying on a group of aidim, two aidim. So how does Rav bring a proof from the Mishnah in which is speaking about one aid? So let us see the Pnei Moshe, and we will get the answer from the Pnei Taman Three lines from the bottom. In the right hand call, be of We learned this in a mission of omnis. What's the case? Now the Neymoisha adds to the coordinator that's really a machloikis. Rabmeir's opinion is that since the two women are saying differently, there is a discrepancy between what each one is saying, they should not get married since both women agree he's not alive. Hani So both women can get married. Rav. Halakha Rebut of Reb Shimon, Rav holds that the Halakha is like Rebut and Reb Shimon against Rameyar. The Amritu have Kasha because Rebut and Reb Shimon said that this is not considered a Kasha. Since, as the Korban Avis says, in the main part of the testimony, they both agree that he's no longer alive. So, therefore, this is Rav's proof to his opinion that. When you have two groups of Aidim and their moda in the main fact, even though there's a discrepancy in a supplementary fact, that's called that they both agree. And even if one of them is lying, we say that we're on the other group of Aidim. And now he addresses the question, but here you're only talking about one aid. And we learned before the Rav agrees that when one aid contradicts another aid, then we only have one aid to rely on. And then Rav is moda, that we cannot accept their t- testimony, it says the Pnei Moshe. In our case, even though it's one and one, one woman against another woman, this is also compared to two groups of adam. As we continue in the Pnei Moshe, on Da'fil Ahmed Aleph, Sharei Haminad HaTorah Be'eidizu, Aphila Edechav Aphila Isha. In this particular is that we don't want a woman to remain an aguna, that if we don't accept the testimony of an Eirecha, or a woman, or even the wife herself, then she will remain an aguna for the rest of her life. So therefore, we do accept the testimony, uh, which we usually don't accept in such a, a similar case, we accept the testimony of an Eirechon, of a woman, even the, the wife herself. The So this one wife is like a group of Adam. One of the group of Adam say that he killed him with a stick. And the other one says that he killed him with a sword. Since both of the groups of Edom say that he was killed, it's not considered that it's... How he killed them, that's not of interest to us. Since on the main body of the testimony, they both agree that Reuven killed Shimon, Therefore, it's not considered an Akasha by Shtei even though it's considered Akasha by one aid against another aid, but by two aidims, since we can rely on the pair of Edim, one of the pairs, because we don't say they're both lying. So therefore, Rav says, I have a beautiful Raya from the Mishnah in Yevomus. Continues the Gemara as we turn to Duf Lamed Aleph, Ahmed Aleph, the like Shmiel the mar Rab Luzer, says the carbonate first line, V'lai Shmi'a K'lai'mar, velay Shvira Le'la Rav, Hadam Amar Rav Lazar. Rav does not agree with what Rav is going to say now, because Rav Lazar says, That if you have one aid, in this case of the husband dying, if one aid is against another aid, there are not two kiti edim, but it's one against one. And we learned already in the Pnei Marsha that an Eid Echad is believed to say that your husband died. So in this, Rabbi Hud and Rabbi Shimon agree that the halacha will be that we do not accept their Eidis, even though we learned in the Mishnah that by the Tsaris, they would be able to get married, based on their own testimony. But here, by the Edim, if they contradict each other, then we say each one has a alokha like a pair of Edim. And Rabbi Yechinen goes l- sh- And really, this will be an answer to Rabbi Yechinen, as we'll see in a few lines in the Gemara. Because what does Rabbi Yechinen do with the riot that Rab brings? The answer is that Rabbi Yechinen says there's a difference between a and between a regular Eid Echad. That by an aid Echad, in this case of getting remarried, so we say that each aid is considered like a cut of Eidim because they are believed in this situation and therefore it's the same as one cut against the other. And what was Rabbi Echid and Sheeta when it's one cut against the other, that any supplementary question, for example, was it money that was lent from a purse or was it money lent from a wad of bills, that will puzzle the adis because those supplementary questions are part of the main adis. So if it would be one aid against the other, and each aid has a strength of two Edim. So the halacha would be that Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon would agree and they would hold like Rabbi Yochan and Shita that there is a and therefore the women cannot get married. Ask the Gemara, ma ben Edim and ma ben Sora. If it says over there in the Mishnah that Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon hold up by Sora, we don't say they're to each other. But rather, we say that each one is allowed to get married. So, why is there a difference between Sara and Adam? So, the answer is mm-hmm. that it's not considered akharshu by because each one by hates each other, and each one wants to get the other one in trouble. So, each one says that the husband died, hoping that the other tsara will get remarried, then the husband will show up, and then once she got remarried, that tsara will be ushered to live with the husband. So each one is planning to say either your husband died or your husband got killed, and this way each one is hoping to get the other one in trouble. So therefore, from the beginning we don't accept what they're saying so therefore it's considered that they're not machish each other because in that point we don't accept their edus. the only thing we say is that each woman is believed on herself as the Gomorrah says in the is that a woman is daiko daika that she's sure she makes sure that her husband died before she gets remarried because of the trouble she can get into if her husband shows up. So on themselves, each one is believed. But to believe on the other, that Sakhasha, that we don't accept at all because we know or we suspect that that could come from the hatred of one to the other. That is by its sorrow. That's why they can get remarried. However, by an aid echot. In this same case, where each aid, says that the husband died, except one says he was killed. The other one said he died of natural causes. So there we will go to Rabbi Yoichel and Shita that they are makesh each other because the fact that one says nerag and one says that he died of natural causes is part and parcel of the main edus. And therefore, there's a contradiction between the two groups of edim, or in this case, the Two who have the strength each one in this union of remarrying, each one aid has a strength of two edim so there says Rabbi that Rav Shimon and Rab Yehuda would agree that they cannot get remarried so that is the answer to Rab Yechel and Shita how he answers Rav there's a hill between Sora and a one aid who's equal to a cut of Edim, according to Rabbi Yochilin, they're not accepted, they're machish each other. According to Rav, there is no difference between a tzorah and the Edim. Just like we say by a tzorah that they are allowed to get remarried, so too we say if there's Edim, they're also allowed to get remarried. Why? Because the fact there's a difference in the details the details are not part of the main edis, and the main edis, they're saying, whether it's a tzorah or whether it is two edim, they're both saying the same thing, and therefore it's not considered a kasha, and in both cases they're allowed to get remarried. Now the gemor says, Amr Rabbi Yechiden, says Rabbi Yechiden, in Amr Rabbi if Rabbi said this, this distinction between an Eid Echad and a amra. he heard it from me. In other words, Rabbi Yoichan is saying, that's how I would answer the challenge that Rav made on my sheet from the mission in Yuvam. I said exactly what Rabbi Lozer said, and therefore you should know, Rabbi Lozer didn't say it on his own. Rabbi Lozer said it from me because I taught it to him. He may have forgotten that I taught it to him, but really, I taught it to him because that's how I answer the challenge that Rav brought from the Mishnah in Yuvamas. continues to go more, uh, masnit, our Mishnah, Pligal Rav is arguing on Rav, because it said in our Mishnah, Echad Chakiris, whether it's Chakiris, of time and place or supplementary questions, If there's a discrepancy between one and another, edusum the edus is bottle We don't accept the edus. Ma rav. What does Rav do with our mishnah? Rav said a supplementary question is not part of the main aidas, and therefore they're not considered machishim. as so how does he justify what it says in the Mishnah that they are machish each other and therefore we do not believe what they are saying? What does Rav do with the Mishnah? a simple terrorist. It's so simple that you wonder why the Gomorrah asked this Kasha. Pasula Rav Ebay. Because Rav agrees that if there's only one cut of edin, and in that cut there's a discrepancy between the two Eidim, that that is considered Akasha. Because we would only have one Eid who's saying the truth, and for Dinimomis and Dinimfoshis, we need two Eidim. The only time Rav said it's not Akasha is when you have two pairs of Eidim who are saying different than one another. And maybe the Gomorrah brings this whole thing for the second terence. Even if Rav would say that our mission is speaking not with one aid against another aid, but it's speaking about one group against another group. Shan Yehila Dini Nefashis, it's different by Dini Nefashis. Dechzev Tzedek Tzedek you should run after justice, says the Pnei Moshe, the last one right before the next Mishnah, Dechzev Tzedek Tzedek tirdav. Mitzvah Allah Bezden, Shehapku it's a mitzvah on that they should find some schus for the defendant to save his life. So by Edis of Nefoshes, it has to be impeccable edis that there's no contradiction at all between one group of edim and the other group of edim. If there's any discrepancy, then we say they're machishim we don't accept either kat, and we free the defendant. The Korban uh, three lines before the Mishnah says, we learned on Ahmed Beyz, Lamid Ahmed Beyz, that if one said with a stick and the other said with a sword, if one group of Adam said with a stick and one group of Adam said with a sword, so Rav holds that in that case we would believe the Adam because in the main part of the Edus they're both saying that Reuven killed Shimon. And here, Rav Avin is saying that by a trial of a murder, tzaddik tzaddik tirdeif, and we don't accept the adim on the main part that Reuven killed Shimon, since they are supplementary questions, and you have a mitzvah to find a schus for the defendant. Therefore, Rav would not say his alacha by two adim versus two adim. The Gemara before disagrees with this. What Rav Avin said. Because the Gemara before says, just like Rav said his din by Dine mominis, that they're not considered Machishim Shemzeh, the supplementary is not part of their main etis, so too he would say the same thing by a murder case, and the defendant, if that's the only discrepancy, the defendant would be Chayiv Misa. Continues the mission Halacha, Gimel, and now we are discussing the Chakiris, in this month, in time to establish w- when the murder took place. One said that it was the second day of the month. As the Corbonate explains, that it was a Wednesday, second day of the month. And one says it was Wednesday, but it was the third day of the month. That's not considered a d- discrepancy. And we accept the Ades. Why? Because this one knew that there was an Iber Chodesh. And this one did not know. In other words, let us take Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So the one who said it was on the third day of the month, he didn't know that Bezdin was Ma'abr Chodesh. In other words, The 30th day, was that from the last month or was it from the new month? So he didn't know that it was from the last month. He thought it's from the next month. Therefore, on Monday, he thought it's the first day of the month, Tuesday the 2nd, Wednesday the 3rd. However, the other one knew that there was an ibur HaChodesh, and therefore the 30th day belong to the last month. The 31st day was the first day of the new month. And therefore, Monday is the 30th day from the last month. And on the 31st day, that's Tuesday, that's the first day of the new month. And on Wednesday, that's the second day of the new month. So since one knew and one didn't know, we don't consider that a discrepancy. However, if one said it was on the third day of the month, and one says it was Wednesday, but it was on the fifth day of the month, then they do some because we assume that everybody will know by that time that there was an Ebrech Khodesh. and therefore uh, such a discrepancy is, is, is a problem, and therefore we don't accept both adams continues the Mishnah, one says it happened the second hour of the day and one says it happened on the third hour of the day because that's possible to make a mistake between the second and the third hour. However, one says it happened on the third hour of the day, and one says it was on the fifth hour of the day, then we don't accept the Eidim, because a person does not make such a mistake between the third and the fifth. However, Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. Rabbi Yehuda says that a person could make such a mistake between the third and the fifth one says it was on the fifth hour of the day, the other one says it was on the seventh hour of the day then we don't accept the radius, why? because on the fifth hour the Chama is on the eastern side of the horizon, and the seventh hour, the Chama is on the western side of the horizon, as the Corbinator tells us, 11 lines before it gets wide the place where the sun shines it goes until this the middle of the horizon that's the eastern part of the horizon from the middle of the sky to the place where the sun sets Marv, that is marv. So a person would never make a mistake between the fifth hour of the day and the seventh hour of the day because he can look up and see that uh, the sun is either on the eastern part or it's on the western part. And therefore we say this is a contradiction between one aid and the other and we do not accept their aides. So we learned... That if one said the second and one said the third, so it's not a discrepancy because one knew about the Iber and one didn't. So the Gemara asks, How long in the month do we say it's not a discrepancy? Rabbi Yasteh, Bishen Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi said in the name of Rabbi Yechon, Ad Rav HaKhidosh, as the Corbinator explains, in Divri Masl, Ad Rav HaKhidosh, five lines before it gets wide, avo Mikan Ve'elech, one says it was on the 20th day, one says it was on the 21st day, Lo'y Talinam then we don't say there's a mistake because of Ibrahim HaKhidosh, one knew about it, and one didn't know about it. The Kvar Shama, B'yom he, the one who didn't know heard from the beginning of the month until the 20th or 21st day, he heard that there was Ibr haChodesh and therefore we can't say he made a mistake. We have to say that one of them is not telling the truth. He already heard in these days until the two-thirds of the month that the Chodesh was em That's Royv haChodesh. Umar Rabbi Yechlen Rabbi said, "Kogaina said, halalu. When do we say that we can give this excuse that one knew about the Ibrachodesh and one didn't? That's only by plain townspeople. But But if the chachamim say it, klum. In other words, and the, the plain townspeople, it's possible to say that one did not know about Ibrachodesh." But if a Chacham says it, or if, if there's a discrepancy between two Chachamim, they certainly knew when the Ibra Chodesh was, and therefore, there we do not accept their edis. Ainon klum. What they say, we do not accept at all. One says the second day of the month, one said the third, we don't. We only accept it by the plain townspeople. Rabbi Yasser said, anah, like myself, The all my life, loitzalis musafa, I never daven musiv and until I knew for certain when the new month began. So I'm a type of chacham where we would say chacham and my said ainon klom. The Gemara continues with a machloikis between Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda in Mesechta Pesachim. What the connection is to our mission, we will see as the Gemara develops. Rab Meir Oimer, Rab Meir says, Mishay Shaw Sulamailah on Midivrayan, that afternoon, in other words, from the end of the sixth hour and on, the Isr to Yit is only Midorabban. Rab Yud Oimer, Rab Yudah says, Mishay Shaw Sulamailah from the end of the sixth hour and on Divrei Torah, it is usser to eat chametz minah Let us see the Pnei Moshe to explain as a hakadomah to this sogia. Divrei amashal rabmeir oimr. This is the second wide line. The psachem koy, it's going on, the Mishnah psachem. The sugya zuk suva hasam parakama. This sugi is written there in the first parer. Allah dalat. I plucked it to Masnis and Chum. The machloek is between Rabeir and Rabbi mentioned in the Mishnah there. Rabeir Eimer, euchlen kol chamesh, v'sarfen mitchil hashes. A person is allowed to eat chametz the whole fifth hour of the day, and we burn it at the beginning of the sixth hour. Rabbi Yehuda Eimer, Rabbi disagrees. Euchlen kol arba, we eat the whole fourth hour. V'taylen Khal chamesh. And we let it hang the whole fifth hour. In other words, we don't eat and we don't burn it. And then during the sixth hour, we burn it. So it comes out, we have a machloegacy between Rameh and Rabbi Yehuda concerning the fifth hour. Is that Mutriti Chametz then, which is what Rameh holds, or is it Osriti Chametz then, which is what Rav Yehuda holds? come fire slub of my pleagy and the gemorseer explaining what is the mahlaus between revu and reme reme sawr mich shosol milum in the great his opinion is that from the end of the sixth hour and on in the afternoon it is osmitarab on and husha solakol kham it's ukolidor shol kham on to lohim that were only marber from the apostles not one hour, Chaim Knievski says in Ishiurim, but a small amount of time before If the prohibition to eat Chomets after the sixth hour is only mid Rabbon, so therefore the Rabbon did not say that one is usher to eat chametz like Rabbi Huda says in the fifth hour, which would be two hours before according to Rabbi Yehuda, min so the Rabbanin didn't feel that they have to say it's Asr for two hours because even if somebody slips up and he eats after Chatzos, so he's only being over on the Rabbanin, so they made it one hour. However, Rabbi Yehuda holds of the call Rabbi Yehudah is that after the end of the sixth hour, after Chatzos, until the night, it is also to eat chametz Smitaraisa. Therefore, the Rabbonah felt that they have to give two hours to make sure that he doesn't eat after Chatzos, and they prohibited it in the fifth hour and in the sixth hour. Based on this Hagdama, let us go back to the Gemara. Rabbeir Oim, Mesheh, Shoslama, that's only the limit of Rabbanin, and therefore they only prohibited during the sixth hour. Rabbi Yud Rabbi Yudah says, Mesheh, from noon and on, from Chatzoy, and on, Rit retire, it's Asr, Menah and therefore before noon, the Rabbanin during the fifth hour and the sixth hour for two hours. So it comes out the Machlois between Rabbeir and is in the fifth hour. Did do Rabban and Aser chameids during that hour or not? Rabmeir holds they did not, and Rabbi Huda holds that they did. Ask the Gemara, my time at Rabmeir, what's the reason of Rabmeir? How does Rabmeir learn from the Torah, his halacha, that the whole day that there's an Iser chamez, from after Chatzos, until a little time before shkia. How does he learn that? He learns it from the following Pasuk. And we will say the Pasuk that is no to us, which is a Pasuk in Shmois, Perik based Pasuk Tezvav. The Pasuk says, Shivas Yom mm-hmm. and You should eat Matzahs for seven days. Ach But on the first day, Tashbis T'Suram Batechem, you should get rid of Chomets from your houses. So how does Rameo learn from this Pasuk, his Shita? As the Pnei Marisha says here, he brings a pasuk, four lines from the bottom, that there should not be found in your house for seven days any chametz. So therefore, you're not allowed to eat or have chametz in your house for seven days. When does that begin? That begins from the 15th of Nisan. Yachom I would think that you're allowed to eat Chametz a whole day until Shkia, the whole day of the 14th until Shkia. And when do you get rid of the Chametz? As the Passoc says, On the first day on Tezvav, a few minutes after Shkia, you get, should get rid of your Chametz. Yochum Yishut Hachshach Talmud Loimer Ach Haleig. Therefore, the, the Post says a miud Ach. Whenever it says Ach, as we'll see on Amid Beis, it's a miud, and Ach be Yomer Rishon. So this limud pulls away from the fifteenth of Nissan into the fourteenth of Nissan. The, the Ach teaches us that the istir of having chametz is every minute, every second of these seven days. Now, how do I say that the 14th now is Barishan? So the carbonate in the second last line on this Amud says, De Matsinu y- We find in Pasuk that the 14th day could also be referred to Rishan. Shanamar the Pasuk says, mid Bhurtes, Pasuk so we see that the 14th is also considered the Rishon. So that is the Pshat that Rameir holds, that Ach B'Yaymer starts off with Hamish But Ach tells us that it's pulled out from the 15th and it goes to the 14th, which is also called Barishon. HaKate okay, said, so, so what do we do here? We're not allowed to eat every second, starting from the 15th of Nissan, for seven days. So what do we do with the chametz? Talmud, That's what the POSSAG is telling us, that Achalek, like you pull it out of the 15th into the 14th. Okay, HaKate said, how do you do this? Tenloi shah, HaKate says, that shah here does not mean an hour, it means... A little time, give him a little time before Shkia, before Shkia, but the whole day that it's usher after noon is only mid And therefore, according to Rab Meir, the only hour that is usher before noon is the sixth hour, but until the end of the fifth hour, you're allowed to eat chomets, based on this russia. Continues the Gemara. My time at Rabbi Yehuda. What is the reason of Rabbi Yehuda that he says? that the Yisr of eating Hametz begins at the beginning of the fifth hour, and he answers the fifth hour and the sixth hour before noon, because he darshans the pastor differently than Rav Meir. As we saw in the Korban Eide, that the 14th is also considered Barishai. As we turn to Lamed Al-Famid Bey, Ziyachol I would think that it's usher the whole day of the fourteenth. Ach. ah is a miut chaleik divided up. The fourteenth is divided into two parts. Chetziy l'chametz, half of it goes for chometz. but chetziy l'matzah. And half of the day, afternoon, it goes for matzah. And the from say here, matzah doesn't mean matzah; it means the chetziy loyal l'chametz. That you're not allowed to eat after afternoon and until noon min hatayra, you're allowed to eat chametz. And then the rabbanan came along and gave him two hours that he's not allowed to eat chametz to make sure that he doesn't eat afternoon, which is according to Rabbi Yehuda it is prohibited min ha'tayra. Ask the Gemara. Machalafas shitas Rabmeir, Mayer. is changing his position. Taman, or elsewhere, he said, and now we're going to go with the gears of the Karben in the fourth wide line on top. Hachigar sin and Taman, or elsewhere, he says, Ach l'mayit, v'hocho oimer, ach la or elsewhere, he says, that Ach is always a miyit, v'achi shayit, this is the b'shat, b'chom ha'kam amrinin, ached v'rakiin miyut, Everywhere else we say that if it says in the Torah the word ach, or the word rak, it's coming to bimamayit something, it's coming to exclude something. And here we increase from ach, the word ach, that even on the 14th, he should, a little time before Shia. He should get rid of the source, so that's a ribui. Ureiv we, well, Mayor part of the Gemara now is asking on Rav Meir. So let us see what the teretz of the Gomorrah is. There is a miut here. The part that is not allowed in the chametz. Let us see the korban eda Afkan There is also a miut here. The Pashta the krah, because if we say that Yoim Rishon is the 15th and it's also for seven days, so the Pashtun says that on the 14th it's Mutter until the 15th. And when do you get rid of your chametz? As the Pasuk said, On the first day, on the 15th, you should get rid of chametz. The first... Uh, few minutes or time that it takes to get rid of the chametz on the 15th. So from the pastures of the pasuk, it's mashmah, the whole 14th, you're allowed to eat chametz. You don't have to stop a little time before shkia. So the fact that we're saying that ach tells us that no, that there's a part where you're not allowed to eat chomets, so that's a meat The whole day you can eat chomets. It's only awesome at the Rabbanim, but minatar, you're allowed to eat chomets all day. But however, a few minutes, a little time, before the 15th to get rid of the chomets where you're not allowed to eat chomets. That is a meat. Continues the Gemara. <clears throat> the Gemara now will give a new source for the Makhlogists between Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, how they learned the Arisa of not eating Chomets and of not having pleasure from the Chomets, of getting rid of the Chomets. And the way that they learned the Arisa, this will affect how they learned the Rabanan the Gzeir of the Raban as the Gemara will continue. So let us begin with Rabbi Meir Eimer. Lo'y soichel olav chametz. The Pasuk says you should not eat on it. What is the on it? On the Korban Pesach. On the eating of the Korban Pesach. That's how Rabbi Meir understands the Pasuk. The eating is at nighttime. But the whole day, that's only a Semite of Rabbanon. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, the, the alav is not going al- al- on the When you shech the Korban Pesach, when you make the Korban Pesach, and that is huar bayim, from the time the sun begins to set on the western part of the sky, which is afternoon, until the evening, according to Rav Yehuda, that is all Midaraisa, Rab Yuddin Islay Asevelois Alakilasa. Rab Yhuda, he has an both an assey and a Losase on eating the Khamets. Assey Velois Al-Biyura, he also has an assey and a loy on getting rid of the chametz. And now the Gemara explains. He has an assay on eating chametz because the Pasik says, Shivas Yomim Toyal Allah of matzas, you should eat. On the Korban Pesach, for seven days, you should eat matzahs. What can I deduce from that? Loy chametz. You should not eat chametz during the seven days. And we have a rule. Kol loisaseh sheboa chasei, Any said that comes from the power of an essay, like in our case, the pasach says, shivas yom of I make a a deduction, that you should not eat chametz. So that's a loisa, I said It's coming from an assay. a love call It has a din of an isra assay, which you don't get malchus on because it's not a full loisasset. It's coming from an assay. So we call that an isra ase. A say you get malchus. An isra say you do not get malchus. But it's considered an assay. So that's the assay for eating. Korban Pesach, and not eating chametz. And there's also, there's a loisaseh on eating chametz, because the Pesach says, chametz, you should not eat on the Korban Pesach, chametz. So we have both a loisaseh and an assay for Rabbi Yehuda concerning eating chametz. And also, assay al We have an assay on getting rid of the chametz, because the Pesach says, and here we're going to leave out some words in the pasuk. Shivas yamim tashbisus armi batechem. The actual words of the pasuk are shivas yamim matzes toichelu ach biyamerishin tashbisus armi So to make this drasha, we leave out the words matzes toichelu ach and then the pasuk will read shivas yamim tashbisus armi batechem. For seven days, you should get rid. Of the sword, the leaven from your houses. So that is the assay, get rid of it. But we also have a loisassay al we have a loisassay concerning getting rid of the chomets, because the post says, for seven days, you should not have any eleven in your houses. And now we have a because the assay, of Shivas Yamim Tashbi Surah Vatechem begins with Shivas Yomem. The Loisase of Soar also begins with Shivas Yamim. So we say that both the Loisase and the Asay begin at the same time. Which Rabbi Yehuda Shita was concerning the Chametz, they start at the Yisurim begin afternoon. They begin. At the start of the seventh hour until the night midaraisa, because he learned loysoichel olav comets means the asiyase making the carbon pesach, which is at night, which is beinur abayim, beginning at noon. So the whole day is awesome midaraisa. According to Rabbi Rabbi Mayer, who learns that loysoichel of comets refers to the Achila, the eating of the carbon pesa. So that starts at night. And since we have to get rid of the chomets and we can't do that on pesa, so it has to begin a little before a show achas before the eating of the carbon pesa. But the rest of the day is only usher mid And now the Gemora continues to explain the sheet of Rabbe Meir and Rabbe Yehuda. Rav Meir, Omar, Meshe, Sho, Sulemala, Rav Meir held that afternoon from the end of the sixth hour and beginning of the seventh hour until a shahachas before shkia the whole day is mid So it's a getter that he should not be over, the deraisa which according to Rav Meir begins a shahachas before shkia so that is mid And now, what did Rabbeir also say? He also said that the sixth hour, the hour before noon, is also mid Shiva sasura mishum getter. So the seventh hour is also because of a getter of the derais at night. There's the whole afternoon is also because of, of that chashash that he might eat. In the rest of the day, and then come to eat during eat chametz during the derisa. So, if the sixth hour is osmid rabbonan, it's gzera lgzera. You're not allowed to put one gzera on top of another gzera. So, let's see how the Gemara says it inside Shiva. The whole afternoon, including the seventh hour, beginning afternoon, is also because of Ixera, Mishum Geder, a fence, not to be over the rice at night, Shishis Lama. Why did Rameer, according to Ishita, forbid the sixth hour, also Mishum Because he didn't want someone to be over on the seventh hour. V'yesh Geder together Is there such a thing as a fence to prevent another fence? If the whole afternoon is only midr except for that Shor achas before the mitzvah of eating the carbon Pesach begins, the mitzvah of eating matzah begins, the rest of the afternoon, however, is only midr And then besides that, Rav Mayer says that we should include the hour before the noon. So that's Xerah L'Xerah. We don't make one there on top of another Xerah. So says the Gemara, El O'Sha, Shishis, Mishalafis, is Rameir was worried about the sixth hour because he could mix up the sixth hour with the seventh hour. It's sometimes very hard to distinguish where the sun is. Is the sun right before Chatzos in the sixth hour, or is it right after Chatzos? It's right after the noon begins. So that is difficult. So the way Reb Chaim Knievsky explains that it would seem that this is all one Zerah. The hour of the sixth hour is also because of the seventh hour. The seventh hour is also because of the deris at night. So it's not a getter to a getter. The Chachamim were only worried, according to Rabbi Meir, about one hour. Because even if the person would mix it up and he would come to eat Chometz after the sixth hour is over, the beginning of the seventh hour, that itself was only a the Rabbonin. So therefore the Rabanan did not feel they have to make a getter, which takes two hours, which takes the fifth and the sixth. It was enough for the Rabbonin only to make a getter of one hour. And since people can confuse this sixth hour with the seventh hour, they said it's enough that he shouldn't eat Chometz beginning with the sixth hour. And that's all part of the gzeira, which lasts the whole afternoon until Ashur Achas before Shkia. That's asher met Rabbanan. The Rabbanan included the sixth hour as one entire gzeira. They didn't feel they need to asr two hours. However, Rabbi Yehuda held differently. Let's see the Gemara about Rabbi Yehuda. Ha Rabbi Yehuda Ulamai Devrayan. Rabbi Yudah says that it was usher from the beginning of the fifth hour and further, so it was usher for two hours, fifth and sixth before noon. So now says the Gemara, Shishus Mishum Gedder. The sixth hour, according to Rabbi Huda, is also because of a getter of the seventh hour, which begins the derise until at night, according to Rabbi Huda. According to the way Rabbi Huda learned the psukim, that the cycle of refers ala when you begin to prepare the korban pesach by shachting it, that can be done right after noon because that's the Beinu Bayam, between the beginning when the sun begins to go down in the west until it goes completely down by shkia, So that is all user according to Rabbi Yehuda, so Rabbi Yehuda says the sixth hour is Aser because of the seventh hour, but he also says that the fifth hour is user. So the more questions, I remember of Shish Asura, why is the sixth hour, usher the hour before noon? Because, Mishum Geder, because of a fence that a person shouldn't come to eat Chomets after the seventh hour, which would be a derisa. Chomish Lama, according to Rabbi Yehuda, why did they have to prohibit the fifth hour as well? You have to say Mishum Geder, because it's a fence. Ask the Gemara, the same kasha that it asked on Rameir, V'yesh Geder we have a rule that we're not goiser exera to exera, and here you're telling me first that the sixth hour is usher, he shouldn't come into the seventh hour to usher derisa, and then you're telling me that the fifth hour is usher because he shouldn't come into the sixth hour. That's exera exera, says the Gemara. No, Ella Hamisha's Mischalefas Bishvias, Rav Yehuda says that a person can make a mistake even from the 5th to the 7th. And as we explained before from Chaim Kenyevsky Shlita, that if afternoon in the 7th hour it's deraisa, so here the rabbana were worried that a person could mix up the 5th to the 7th. They added an hour because the person may be over Chasr Shalom on a deraisa. So it wasn't enough one hour, but they prohibited two hours. And we'll say the same thing, that it's not exera to exera. This was all included in the Isser of the sixth hour. They were worried from five to seven because it's a derisa. They had to be stricter than, according to a mayor, where after the sixth hour, it's only mid Since according to after the sixth hour, it's us then they ushered also the fifth hour besides the sixth hour. It's not called Gzera L'Gzera, but rather one Gzera that, that Rabbi Yehuda was afraid that the person would come to eat after the seventh hour, and it'd be Mechala, if you would mix up the fifth to the seventh. So, they prohibited midr two hours, not just one hour. So this Machleik is here, between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir, he taught them, how they learned the psukim before, whether it's Al-Achilosai, according to Rabbi Meir, the eating, which begins an hour before the night time, before Shia, or is it Al-Achilosai, the way Rabbi Yehuda learns that it is prohibited from after Chatzos Sanan, which begins Beinu Arbayim, when the sun begins to set in the west until it finally sets at Shkia Sekhama, that's the way Rabbi Meir learned it. Memele the Rabbonon only ushered one hour because even if the person is over, he'll only be over after the sixth hour is over, he'll only be over on the Rabbonon. They didn't feel they after the asher two hours, a person makes a mistake only in one hour, the, the sixth to the seventh. However, according to Rabbi Yehuda, who says that it's Alasiosoi, which begins at the beginning of Ben and there are already, according to derisa, so Rabbanu were afraid of this, and therefore they said a person could make a mistake from five to seven, and therefore they prohibited two hours before the end of the sixth hour, they prohibited the whole fifth hour, they prohibited the whole sixth hour, and it's not considered Exerah to Exerah. Continues the Gemara to ask a steerer in Rav Yehuda, if we go back to the Mishnah, on daf, lamed, alef, lamed alef, approximately in the middle of the Amid, the Mishnah says, Echram If one eight says that it happened in the third hour, and the other one says it happened in the fifth hour, the Atanik, hama do some betela. Since there's such a discrepancy, so, we say that we throw out the Adas, we cannot sustain such a discrepancy. And if there is such a discrepancy, we have to say that one of the Adem are lying because a mistake they wouldn't make in such a large amount. However, Rabbi Yehudaim, Eric Hayamis, Rabbi Yehuda says that a person could make a mistake and therefore. We do keep their Aidis. However, even Rabbi Yehud is Moda that of Echuraim Rebecca if one aide said it happened in the fifth hour, and the other aid said it happened in the seventh hour. He also agrees then that the Aidus is bought. Why? Because here a person the two Aden would not make a mistake. in the fifth hour, the chamas. The sun is in the eastern part of the horizon, Ubesheva, and in the seventh hour, Chama B'marev. The sun is in the western part of the horizon. It's clearly noticeable the difference between the fifth hour and the seventh hour. And therefore, they wouldn't make such a mistake. And therefore, if there is such a discrepancy, we have to say that one of the eight of them are lying, and therefore their edis is, is the tailor. So now that we have Rabbi Yehuda's shita in the Mishnah, we can ask Astira in Rabbi Yehuda from Chometz to Edim. says the Shita. Rabbi, Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda's shita is turned over. Tamon, over there in our Mishnah, we have learned. Omar Rabbi said, Ein that the fifth hour is not considered the opposite of the seventh hour. It, there cannot be such a mistake. It's such a wide period of time that there can't be such a mistake, especially because the sun. In the fifth hour, it's on the eastern part of the horizon, and on the seventh hour, it's on the western part of the horizon. So here, by our Mishnah, we say that chamishis is not miscalif, b'shviyas. And here, by Chamesh, we say chamishis is miscalif, b'shviyas, and that's why Rabbi Yehuda prohibited not only the sixth hour, but the fifth hour as well. So we have a contradiction in the words of Rabbi Yehuda. We're going to have two terutsim on this kasha. Armor, Rabbi Yoisi, Rabbi Yehuda said, Tamon over there by Chometz, Hadover, Maser, lenashim." The whole matter of Chometz, of getting rid of the Chometz, is also given over to women. Vehenat Seloys, and they are sometimes lax. In performing the mitzvah, do not tell this to a woman who's cleaning for Pesach. But anyway, by chametz, we say that she won't be careful and she will confuse the fifth hour with the seventh hour. And therefore, the chametz, based on Rabbi Yehuda, had to prohibit, because the derisa begins after noon, they had to prohibit not only the sixth hour, but the fifth hour as well. However, in our mission by the Eidim, the Hain's reason, perhaps a better gear says that which the carbon Eidah cites, in the top Corban Eidah, this matter is given over to the Eidim, the reason, and they are careful. Not to confuse the fifth hour with the seventh hour, especially because they know Beston will be searching their words. So if they did come to such a discrepancy, which normally they wouldn't, we have to say that one of them was lying. And therefore, we cannot accept their Ada. So this is the first terrors on the Styrofoam between Rabbi Yehuda of our Mishnah and Rabbi Yehuda concerning the Inyan of Chometz on Erev Pesach. There's a second teretz, Amar Rabbi Yosef bar Bun. Rabbi Yosef bar gave a second teretz. Taman, over there by Edim, we have to be worried that the fifth and seventh hour is not from the end of the fifth to the beginning of the seventh, but rather we have to worry that it's from the beginning of the fifth till the end of the seventh. And therefore, by Adim, that's our Mishnah, they would not make such a great discrepancy. And if they did say a difference between five and seven, it must be that one of them is saying a lie. However, Hacha here by chametz, here we're speaking about a case where it's Saif chamishes. it's at the end of the fifth hour, Tutilashri is to the beginning of the seventh, and therefore a person could make such a mistake. And therefore, since the end of the fifth hour will be prohibited because of a mistake that they could make in such a short period of time. So the chachamim member already prohibited the whole fifth hour because it's one unit of time. Since it's a smaller amount of discrepancy between the end of the 5th to the beginning of the 7th, therefore Rabbi Yehuda was worried that people would make a mistake, and therefore... He prohibited the sixth and he also prohibited the entire fifth. The Tani Kane and we learned concerning the Edim, we learned like this in a Brisa. At the beginning of the fifth hour, the sun is in the eastern part of the horizon. and the end of the seventh, the sun is in the western part of the horizon. There's clearly a distinction between the Chama in the 5th hour, and the Chama in the 7th hour. And the Brayse concludes, We always have to say that the Chama, the sun, does not go down in the western part of the horizon, only at the end of the 7th hour. So therefore, when we are speaking concerning the adim. We have to say that five to seven is a great discrepancy. And therefore, Rabbi Yehuda holds that the Adis is bottle, because they wouldn't make such a discrepancy. And if they did, it's not a mistake because everyone can see the difference between the beginning of the fifth and the end of the seventh. And therefore, we have to say that one of the Adim are lying so this is the distinction between chametz, which we go from the end of the 5th to the beginning of the 7th, and edim, where we go from the beginning of the 7th to the end of the 5th. And it's such a large discrepancy that we have to say they wouldn't make such a mistake. Were they saying the truth, it must be that one of the edim is saying a lie. And this is the second way to answer the stira in Rav Yehuda.